Welcome to the So Powerful Podcast. This is your host, Jan Cancilla. You know the sound of my sewing machine means it's time for another episode. So let's get started. Hello, podcast listeners. We are going to be speaking today with Ginny Buckley. And Ginny is speaking to us from the UK. And she has had a couple of very successful sewing days that she's organized with the ladies at her church. And I wanted to explore this more. I wanted to learn how she came up with the idea, what she did to plan for it, what the days were like, what the results were like. We're going to really get into this. So you will be wanting to conduct your own sewing days after you hear what Ginny did. So hello, Ginny. How are you today? Hello, Jan. I'm very well today. Thank you. It's a lovely day here in the UK. And where are you in the UK? Help us orient. I'm in the southwest of the UK in a small town called Yatton, which is just south of Bristol. We're actually in North Somerset, which is, as I say, down towards the southwest. Very nice. And your weather now? The weather is lovely. We've had a spell of sort of coolish, drizzly sort of weather. But today it's pulled its socks up and it's quite warm again, approaching probably 28 degrees, which for us is very warm. And we're recording this in mid-August, so this is summertime temperatures. Yes. Let me start off and just ask you, what is the COVID situation where you are right now? We're getting to the stage where restrictions are being lifted, but people are still advised to be sensible. So the wearing of face masks is purely optional. We're very fortunate in that the majority of the population have been vaccinated at least once. I mean, even my daughter who is 20 has had two vaccinations. They're just starting to approach 16, 17 year olds now. So they've really zipped through the population. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when does school typically start there? Around about the 5th of September. Mm-hmm. And so is there any concern now with back to school and COVID and the children? There is. Yes, yeah. I think there is. Um, towards the end of term, which was the end of July, children were being told all the time they had to go into isolation for 10 days because somebody that they knew or in their, one of their classmates had tested positive. So it's all, it's all very tricky and people aren't really sure what's going to happen. Sure. This has got to be so challenging for children and teachers. And well, we know it's challenging just for everybody. Okay. Well, on, on to happier subjects. You posted in Facebook some photos of, I believe it was two different sewing days you've held so far. Is that right? That's right. Yes. Two this year. Two this year. And are are there any more planned? Yes, we have another two. One next Wednesday, which is the 18th of August, and one on the 27th of August. Well, I'm a little far, but otherwise I would sign up and come. All right. So let's back up. So what gave you the idea to have sewing days? These were conducted at your church, is that correct? That's right, yes. Okay, I, so so what was the original idea? I felt really passionately about So Powerful. When I first discovered it, it spoke to me so strongly that I just wanted to share that with other people. I knew that I had church friends who sewed. I knew that I had church friends that would be equally interested or equally passionate about So Powerful, and I just wanted to 
just encourage them and just make as many bags as I could and send off as many as I could. Okay. And so you decided that you would conduct four sewing days. And did you have to go to the people at church to book the room or how did all that work? Well, fortunately, at our church, we were without a booking secretary at the time. So my husband, Martin, was looking after the bookings. Ah. So it was very easy. <laughs> I got my calendar down off the wall and said to Martin, can I have these days? <laughs> and, that was, and that was it. I tried to book days that were a different day of the week each time, just in case people who worked part time, you know, so it wasn't the same day. They wouldn't exclude people. I also had them about 10 days apart so that it would give me a break in between times as well, because there's a bit of work involved. Okay. And so because you're right there at home with the person who's booking everything, that went smoothly. And so what kind of items were on your checklist to prepare for these sewing days? I printed off about six of the beginner patterns and the same of the intermediate pattern because I knew I had some friends that preferred one, some that preferred the other. And then I just started cutting out and making kits. So I cut out as fabric in beginner patterns and intermediate patterns, um, put each kit into a plastic bag, one of the ones with a ziplock on the top, and put a little sticker on saying what it was. Yeah, you know, just amassed as many as I could in the time that I had. Mm -hmm. And so you had kits. And so how did you advertise? You know, you've done all this prep work, but how did you advertise it so that people in the church and was it open to people in the community or, or did you restrict yes, it, it to your church? No, no. To start off with, we have a church bulletin or a newsletter, which goes out every month. I advertised it in there. We also have a church Facebook page. So it went on there. Went on my own personal Facebook page because I knew there would be some of my friends who would be interested. And I belong to a Methodist church and the group of Methodist churches in the local area all work together and they have a Facebook page as well. So it also went on there and on the So Powerful page, of course. Yeah, well, and that's how I knew about it. So that sounds really extensive. And so what was the result of the advertising? Did you ask people to register or just show up or what was the plan? I asked them to book in so that I had an idea of um, how many tables I needed to put out really and how many kits I needed to prepare and how many irons we would need to try and keep people distanced in the room. So we weren't all waiting for the same one as well. Mm -hmm. And then you had a little incentive besides the fun of, of making purses and the companionship. What was the other added incentive to come to the sewing day? Yes, some people say bribery, but I like your word incentive. Um, <laughs> I always offer cake. I always offer homemade cake to people as well. So we have to have that. Um, we have a cake break at about half past 11. A cake break. And, you know, one of our regional coordinators in the United States, I'll just give her a shout out. Chris Harwood had a day, a sewing day that she called, I think she called it purses and pies. She did, um, and the local bakery there provided pies to the people who made purses. Apparently offering sweets is a good idea because okay. what was the turnout? Let's talk about the first event. What was your turnout? We had about seven people on the first week, but there was quite a surprising visitor to our first, our first week because a lady had seen 
the sewing day advertised on the so powerful page and she lived 81 miles away from me she didn't know anyone in her area that sewed she didn't know anyone that was connected to so powerful and she thought i fancy that my son lives in bristol so she tied it in with a visit to her son and she came to join us for our sewing day wow. which was fantastic well let's give her a shout out do you remember her name sue harper sue harper well thank you for making the drive so tell us about that first day so you put tables out one table for each person more or less yes we've got a number of six foot long tables at church which we use for catering and things like that mm -hmm. so we're very fortunate the hall we use is a good size and it's got a kitchen connected to it with a hatch so you know there was always access to tea and coffee things like that i put out three of these six foot tables down each side of the room and then i put two tables at the far end which were sort of diagonally so they were connecting so we didn't just have two lines that did, didn't meet we had a lot of extension cables so that people could you know plug in their machines obviously i put an ironing station i had four one in each corner of the room That's so people have far to walk and they didn't not falling over each other or walking too closely to each other i also put down the center of the room I had another couple of six foot tables and on those I had the patterns and the kits. I had a box of scraps of fabric in case people wanted to do like a plique or something like that. I had webbing for straps. I had fabric in case people wanted to cut their own bags out and I had various weights of interfacing as well. Oh and my box full of accessories and bits and pieces like ribbons and buttons and that sort of stuff. This sounds like the setup took into account safety protocols for social distancing, but then you made it friendly and convenient and appealing and easy to get to. Uh, Ginny, the layout sounds brilliant. That's what we tried to do. We just tried to make it as friendly, as you say, as friendly, but as safe as we could. Mm -hmm. that, that sounds really smart. And so you had seven people come that first day. And yes. they used your kits. Did anybody choose to cut their own? Do you remember? Yes, they did, actually. There's oh. um, another so powerful lady who lives very close by, a lady called Jean Harrison, who we've met recently. Yeah. Um, so powerful. As an admin, I admitted her to the so powerful group and recognized that she lived close by. So I got in touch with her. She came and she was an absolute whiz. And she made about four bags of her own that she'd brought you know, with her ready cut. And I've seen photos of the purses that she's made individually before. So oh. hello, Jean. Thank you. Okay. All right. So she had brought some. Had anybody else made any before the sewing day that they brought? Yes. Actually, I've had sewing days previously mm -hmm. and recruited two what I call my super sewers. And so they're both. Okay. Who are they? Give, give us their names. Barbara Hook and Pam Blackwell. Okay, they're, Barbara and Pam. Okay, super sewers. They are. They've really got the bug. And they'll do things like they'll turn up and say, here you are, Ginny, here's another 17 bags for you. Wow. So I've got them in a wardrobe and they're all going to be sent off to Sandy Sim before too long. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So they keep bringing me bags throughout the year. And I'll just ask this. Do most of the folks that are making these bags for you, are they making their own strap or do they like webbing or is it a mix? 
it's a bit of a mix, mainly webbing, mm -hmm. but one or two make their own straps. Okay, all right. I think I must be the laziest sewer in the world. I've never made a strap. Well, I think I made one strap, and then I said, <laughs> oh no, I, I, webbing, webbing all the way. Webbing I did one way. that was a, a combination of webbing and fabric because I didn't have quite enough fabric. So I just turned the edges under and put webbing over the top and that looked quite nice. <laughs> oh, well, that's great. Okay, so that was session number one. So for the second sewing day, did you set it up the same way again? Yes, I did. We had seven people for the second, but some of the same people came, but we had some different people as well oh, nice. who hadn't been able to come to the first one. Okay. All right. You have two more set up and therefore two more dates in August. And if you would yeah. give us those dates again. They are the 18th of August, which okay. is next Wednesday, and the 27th of August. Okay. And this podcast will come out on the 19th of August. So there'll only be one more chance after you listen to the podcast. And if somebody wants to participate in your sewing day, what should they do? Just contact me, send me a message or, uh, or a message on Facebook. Okay. And they'd be very, very welcome. It would be lovely to see them. Okay. All right. And so they could just send a private message on Facebook to Ginny Buckley, right? That's, that's yes, how that's your name fine. shows on Facebook. Ginny yes. Buckley. Okay. <laughs> okay. So contact Ginny if you want to participate in one of her sewing days and she wants to know in advance so that she can have the proper setup and everybody brings their own sewing machine and their uh, own tools. sewing machine and kit. Yes. Yeah. There's always a shout of, I haven't got my own picker or has anybody got a tape measure or, oh, I've forgotten this or, oh, my mum's borrowed this and not put it back in my box. <laughs> <laughs> That, we just with each that other. sounds pretty normal. Okay, so then the incentive or the bribe that you talked about was the homemade cake. And you personally make the cake, is that right? I did. Yes, I did. Okay, and promises to do the same for the upcoming events? Oh, yes. Oh, oh yes. Okay, and is it the same cake every time? Um, it's usually a variation on the theme. We had a plain sponge the first time and a chocolate sponge the second time. Okay. Because I had um, a young sewer who I know is particularly fond of chocolate cake. So, and it had just been her birthday, so I did it for her. Oh, how nice. Okay, so I know on the Facebook group, there was a clamoring for your recipe. And are you willing to share the sponge cake recipe with us? Yes, I am. It's very easy. I use old-fashioned imperial scales, weights on one side and the pan on the other. But instead of using weights, I put three eggs onto the side where the weights would go. And so then I do equal weight of self-raising flour, margarine and caster sugar, which I think you call either superfine sugar or baker's sugar. Right, right. Superfine. Uh -huh. yeah. Then you cream the margarine and the sugar together till it's all soft and fluffy. Beat the eggs or whisk them, the eggs, and then gradually add the eggs in and a little bit of flour together till it's all mixed in. Mix it till your arm feels as if it's going to fall off and then mix it again <laughs> so it's nice and airy. <laughs> Divide it into two cake tins or cake pans and cook it in the oven at 160 at the highest, maybe between 150 and 160 for... Round about 30 minutes. 
-hmm. Maybe have a look at it after 25 just to see. And that's okay. it. Oh, I usually put butter icing in the middle, which again is just butter and icing sugar, powder sugar in the middle. And that's wow. it. Sometimes it has melted chocolate on the top. Well, if I'm feeling <laughs> That sounds delicious. And I don't have one of those scales, but probably somebody does. So you could do it. If you had digital scales, you could weigh the eggs, see oh, what they weigh idea. and do it that way. Oh, good idea. Oh, very, very clever. Very clever. So it's three eggs, margarine, mm -hmm. flour, sugar, right? That's it. That's it. Wow. Very good. And then beat it until it feels like you're about to lose your arm and then keep going. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> or use an electric beater. Or use an electric mixer. That's a bit easier as well. Yeah, well, even one of those hand, hand mixers, you can get pretty tired doing that. So, all right. And so now we know the secret to the cake and the incentive. We know that she's had cake. You had lemon. At the first one, no, it was just that... a plain. It was just a plain vanilla sponge the first oh, time. Oh, vanilla. Okay, chocolate. Yeah. Can you give yeah. us a hint? What's you have planned? Well, I'm not entirely sure. It might be. Oh, I'm not sure. Oh, I mm. put you on the spot. I know. Here. It might be another plain, another vanilla one. I think I'm not really sure. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> I... inspiration on Tuesday. <laughs> lemon, perhaps. We'll say lemon. Actually, it might be lemon. Yeah. Lemon. Lemon. Okay. Lemon this coming week, and then TBD yeah. for the the last week, right? Yeah. All right. Very good. All right. So what would you say to someone who had thought about doing a sewing day, but they thought, well, you know, maybe this is too hard or I don't know anybody or, you know, I don't really know how to get started. How would you encourage them? I would say if you're a member of Facebook, just put a little advert out there and say, this is what I'm thinking of doing. Would anybody be interested? And I think you might be surprised by people saying, oh, that sounds a good idea. Oh, yes, I like the sound of that. Especially if you say, I've made a few of these bags myself. It's not hard. I'll help you every step of the way if you need me to. Mm -hmm. You can always promise cake and that encourages people as well. And did you give them the pattern booklet to take home or do you keep those yes. for your, your days? I said they could take them if they wanted to. I hope that they would take them and be inspired to make more. Sure. Right. Because then they have the pattern pieces and the instructions right there and, and they can go forward. And then have you offered to collect the bags that people make? And then do you send them to Sandy Sims as I the country send, purse collector? Yes. I made sure that all the booklets that I gave out, they have Sandy's address in, but I made sure they had my address in as well. Okay. So people had the choice of either sending them directly or they could bring them to me. Okay. And what about the note card that people put in the purse did you do that we did last week actually one of my friends came with her daughter who is just 11 and she sat and she did lots of sticking and gluing and being creative oh, last nice. week so she had a good time oh wow I, I know the girls in Zambia love those note cards and I'm sure your friend's daughter had a good time making them and the girls in Zambia will relate to them I'm sure well, Ginny, thank you so much for your time today. It's always a pleasure to talk with you. And I love your sewing days. And thank you for sharing your cake recipe. Now, is this a family secret that you've revealed? Or how, how did this recipe come about? It's what my mum used to do. It's not a secret, really. <laughs> it was a cake my mum used to make, yes. Oh, wow. It sounds lovely. And you always show a photo of it. 
when you show the photo of your sewing days and all the bags that the ladies are making. So please keep up the good work. It's always fun to talk to you. And I love hearing about how the sewing days came about and how you put it all together. So I want you to know how appreciative everyone at So Powerful is for everything that you do. And I know the girls in Zambia love getting the bags that people make from your group. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Jan. It was a pleasure to talk to you as ever. You too. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If what you've heard today inspires you to want to make a difference, I urge you to explore the So Powerful website at www.sopowerful.org. That's S-E-W-P-O-W-E-R-F-U-L dot O-R-G. The website has great information about the organization. It's where you can download the free purse patterns or even make a donation. We hope you will join us again next week when we bring you another So Powerful Story. Thanks for listening. Now, go out and have a So Powerful Day.